This portion of the show is brought to you by Umarex Air Guns. Check them out at airgunland.com and use the promo code RADIO for 10% off any purchase. Mr. Autoglass at 3017 Towson Avenue can serve all your window replacement needs, including mirrors inside or out. Do you have a problem with your windows rolling up? Let Mr. Autoglass solve your problem. A local business established in 1988, do you want the highest quality customer service? Then ask for help with your insurance claim or on-site service. Let Mr. Autoglass serve you and your Autoglass needs. Call Mr. Autoglass at 782-4441 and tell them Mr. Outdoors sent you. Come to Kofer's Boat Center for our in-house boat show February 23rd through the 25th for our great boat show rebates. Kofer's carries the brands you trust like low aluminum fishing boats, low pontoons, and bay lighter powered by mercury. Fish the finest in Triton tournament bass boats to fit every budget. Or come check out our best-selling tow boats in the industry from Malibu and Axis, ready to create the best wakes and surf waves you've ever experienced. That's Kofer's in-house boat show February 23rd through the 25th for the huge selection of boats, mercury motors, and award-winning customer service. Welcome back to the Spirit of the Outdoors, and we're going to continue our conversation with Eva Shockey. Eva, what else you got for us? Working on possibly another book, even a different kind of book, which I'll be able to tell you guys about later on, but it's throughout that whole thing, we just want to involve our family and pass it on to the next generation. Well, I noticed that uh, on the back cover of the book, one of the, the first person you put down as endorsing you was Willie Robinson, and I think the world of R- Willie. Yeah, he's a wonderful man. I, I was very honored that he wrote such kind things about me, which was sort of a shock, but we, we've known him for a long time, and him and his family, I mean, they're obviously quite extreme in how they represent the outdoor world, but I think they're positive. They're, they believe in God and family and outdoors and hunting and filling the freezer, and it's that no matter if they look a little different than the rest of us, they, they really do represent a lot of positive things, and I have a lot of respect for them. You know, uh, I've known that robertson since i think it was 2008 the first time i ran into him at an outdoor show and that was way before duck dynasty days and you know it was hot that the outdoor show we were at they had put circus tents up now i guess they thought it was a good idea and they had all i mean it was going to be an outdoor show and they had all these booths underneath those humongous tur- circus tents i mean it looked like uh, about 12 of those barnum and bailey tents and it was 103 degrees out. And underneath that tent, it had to be 115. It was terrible. So I went to the local Walmart, and I bought every box fan they had. And we had taken, I think we had 12, 10 or 12 box fans sitting around our booth, just blowing into the middle of it. And uh, Phil and Kay were on the very west side. And it wasn't too bad until about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And they, they were directly in the sun. So Miss Kay come down there and brought her diet coat, and she sat down there for about two hours in the wind <laughs> at our booth, and I really got to know her. And, and those people are super genuine, just like your family. They're super genuine. They they really are, and I really do find the hunting industry in general is just kind of like that. I mean, people are there because we love to hunt. We love the outdoors. We love spending time all together, and, and we really – click because you go out there and I mean whether you're you're young you're old you're male you're female you're from Louisiana like they are or Canada like us or anywhere around the world if you're a hunter and you you have that same passion you can go meet another hunter and sit down with them just like you're saying and you just have something in common and you can talk about it and generally you're you're just a positive person and looking to live a healthy lifestyle so I'll talk to anyone that has that kind of attitude about life 
Oh, yeah. And God gave all these animals to us to feed. I mean, you go back to Gen- and you figure it out. He said, hey, you're going to have to eat. So guess what? Here's the fowl of the you know, air. Here's the beast of the land. Here's the fish of the sea. Have at it, <laughs> basically. Yes, exactly. I think a lot of people are disconnected to where their meat comes from these days. And I literally will get there's There's an entire chapter in Taking Aim just about the haters that come at me and the negativity and the people, the bounty hunters that want me to stop doing what I'm doing. And a lot of, I literally will get comments that say, why would you ever kill an innocent animal when you can get meat from the grocery store? And they're dead serious. And it's, <laughs> it's not that I think they're bad people. You know, I don't, I really come from a mindset that I don't think anti-hunters are bad people. I think they think what they're doing is a good thing. But, you know, you, you really just have to show that connection between the animal and the dinner because people are, like you're saying, you're kind of losing track of that. <laughs> well, you know, one of my things, now it's not 100%, nothing's ever 100%, nothing's perfect. But one of the greatest one of the biggest things I've ever noticed, important things I've ever noticed about hunters or outdoorsmen, is they're big conservationists, and people don't realize. I mean, uh, the I, I interview Ted Nugent about every year, and I get the theory of sustainability pounded in my head, so I could, you know, I've I've got it memorized now. But really, hunters. All their life, monies for permits and licenses, it all goes to conservation. And the hunters are really into it. They understand you can't go out there and, and like, poach and, and, you know, kill everything you want. It's got to be there for the next year. You know, you, you've got to regulate. And I understand what you mean about somebody said, well, you go get the meat in the grocery store. Of course, I run a radio show. People don't see my face like they see y'all's on TV. But they do recognize my voice. Uh, you know, not too many people have a deep voice. It sounds like you got rocks in your throat. But uh, <laughs> I've been up literally. I'll tell my wife, people recognize my voice. She says, oh, they do not. We were up at Branson, Missouri, probably three or four months ago. We were up there and we were at a McDonald's and I started talking. And my radio station plays up there. Or my radio show plays up there on Saturdays at 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, this guy said, you're familiar. I said, no, I've never met you in my life. He said, no, there's something about you. And, and I talked a little bit. He said, you're the guy on the radio. I said, what do you mean? He said, the outdoor show at 7 o'clock on Saturdays. You're that guy. I said, yeah, that's me. And then uh, he was sitting at a table, one of the first tables next to the counter. And he says, I can't believe you endorse hunting and you encourage people to go out and kill animals. And he took another bite of his hamburger. And I just started laughing. I said, where do you think that hamburger came from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I just think people are misinformed. And that's why, I mean, I wrote this book so I can get the message out there. I can talk about it. I can educate a few people that maybe don't understand it. I, I just don't think they've had the opportunity. And sometimes the media doesn't portray us in a positive way, us as hunters in general, and we need every opportunity we can to step out and explain what we what we do and why we do it and how hunting is positive, and we fill our freezer, and we, we just want to know where that hamburger comes from that we're eating at dinner, and I think it's a really great thing, and it's a great thing to talk about because, you know, it's not everyone's fault they haven't been raised with it, but I would love for more and more people to understand it and respect it. You know, and, and as Ted Nugent tells me, sustainability is what it's all about, and of course, he doesn't care who he gets in an argument with, but uh, he'd rather, you know, he tells things a little different than I do. He's a little harsher than I am, but there is a reason why you can only take X amount of deer a year. There is a reason why you can only 
take X amount of quail out where I'm from. You know, the biologists that work for our game and fish departments, they go out and they understand, you know, the animals have to be cold because there's only so much food out in the forest. There's only so much food out along our fence rows, you know, for like the quail and stuff. And if you cut hunting completely out and say, oh, we just can't kill them anymore. Okay, then they're going to, you know, die of starvation or disease. You know, People just don't understand that. Yeah, and I, there, again, that's, that's something I read about in, in quite good detail because it is something that's, it is hard to understand. It almost is backward logic to explain it, but it really does make sense. And it, hunting is a highly regulated activity. People, there's a lot of rules and regulations that all these hunters out there that are doing what we love that we have to follow and that we happily follow because that's, we're doing good for the animal ho- populations and wildlife management programs because of these rules and regulations. So, I mean, there's a very big difference between poachers and hunters, and I never, ever would want people to think that they're the same because we're absolutely not, but hunters are doing good for conservation. Hunters raise the most money for conservation of any other group on this planet, and that's that's something you just can't argue with. Absolutely. You're very true there. You know, there's a place called the Washita Mountains here in Arkansas. It's a southern mountain range. It runs east to west, which is there's only two mountain ranges in the United States that does it, and it's the Washita's, which are southern Arkansas, the Ozarks, which are, which are northern Arkansas. I mean, really weird to run east to west. I don't know why. I'm not a geologist. But I go up there and hunt a lot, and there's a little town called Buckville, population 54. My buddy lives there, and that's our hunting camp right there, right outside of Buckville. Well, they've got a lot of people who live back in those woods. Nobody bothers them. And we were at the restaurant eating lunch one day after a hunt and the guy was in there bragging he shot 108 deer that year he had four freezers full and john and i looked at each other and you know just kind of shook our head but walked out guys what's he going to do with all that meat he can't eat all that meat and i told him i said what's he going to do with the game warden finally catches him you know he's out in public saying he shot 108 deer in one year (laughs) it's just that's wasteful yeah i mean it's wasteful i mean if it's I guess the thing about that is we don't understand the situation, assuming was it if it was illegal, then absolutely. But if it's legal and it's for the purpose of lowering the population, I mean, that meat is going to go to people. It's going to go to friends and families. I know in some states there's such an overpopulation. That I wouldn't say up in, you don't need to necessarily have 100 deer that you have to call, but often there's so many deer in areas. They really do have to get a lot more because it's not sustainable for that for that habitat, the local habitat that doesn't have enough food for them, it doesn't have enough water, it doesn't have enough this and that, and they're starting to push into the residential areas. So they, I mean, not necessarily deer, but bears and everything else that overpopulates if you don't maintain it. So that meat oftentimes goes to people that need it, and there's a lot of wonderful organizations that hunters have created that, again, is things that if you're interested in that, definitely pick up the book because it tells a lot of, a lot of stories are sort of similar to this, that we donate to people that need it. We donate to people that wouldn't be able to eat protein otherwise, or the elders in villages out in the areas that we hunt at, or um, homeless shelters or battered women's shelters, and all these places that these people appreciate it so much, and we as hunters can go out and get the animals for them and do the work. And, I mean, we love being out there in the woods, so you might as well help out the person beside you and help your neighbor out. Oh, absolutely. It's It's very true. Um, what's coming up on your show this year, by the way? You know, there's a lot of really, really cool hunts coming up. There's a, a couple hunts with Tim, my husband, and I out there for whitetails and bears. There's 
a few with me and my dad. Um, Tim and I are going to be going out whitetail hunting next month, so we'll be filming that, and that'll be airing. So there's there's some there's some good ones coming up, and it's it's pretty interesting to see my husband come along now because he hasn't been raised in a family of hunters, but he taught himself how to hunt when he was in his mid twenties and absolutely loves it. And so he's he's a cool one to watch on the show because he's the most cool, calm, and collected bow hunter I've ever seen. Oh wow. That's that's pretty exciting. Both of you didn't start till after you started your twenties. I mean, that's a story. They ought to make a movie about you. <laughs> I don't think we have time for that right now. <laughs> but but yeah, we're definitely proud of it. We're both glad we started, and it's a big part of our life. So we're very grateful to have that as as something that we can share. Well, Eva, I know you've been extremely busy over the last, I think, about 14, 16 months. You know, it's been tough finding time to get you in because you've had so much to get to do. I mean, you had to get married. You have a, had to have a baby. You, you know, part of the show now. Uh, I'm a grandpa out nowadays. And believe me, having that baby and watching that baby grow up, get married, have children, life just now starting to get exciting for you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, everything else is all about me before and where I wanted to go and when I wanted to go and how far I wanted to go. And now, I mean, there's a lot of things that come before <laughs> before I get to think about what I want to do. So it's, it's, I think, the circle of life. I've always wanted to have a family, and that's been my priority since I was young before I had my own daughter and my own husband. But my parents pushed that pretty strong, that family's the most important thing, and we are living that way, and I agree with you. It's just the beginning of all the excitement right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm 100% behind you. Family is everything. And that's what I tell my family. When things get tough, we huddle together. We stay together. And, we, you know, we've got each other's back. That's, that's what it's all about. Well, I'll tell you what, Eva. I have enjoyed talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's been a treat. I've thought about it all weekend long. And I could hardly wait to, you know, 10 o'clock my time got here today so I could interview you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you giving giving me a chance to get on there and talk about my book. I'm actually heading out the door right now for a TV interview for it. So I'm going to run as well, and I, we'll have to get back on here and talk about some stuff down the road as more, more and more is happening. Yeah, all right. Well, I appreciate it, Eva, and we'll be back for more Spirit of the Outdoors. Comfort Inn Suites is the hotel of choice for Spirit of the Outdoors radio show. They offer comfort and satisfaction like no other choice hotel. Modern furnished rooms, free wireless internet, full hot deluxe breakfast, flat screen TV, a daily newspaper, pool, fitness center, and many more amenities for their guests. Find them online at comfortin.com or call 800-4-CHOICE. While in the Fort Smith, Arkansas area, call the Comfort Inn at 479-434-5400. Comfort Inn and Suites, a great place to stay. Burton Pools and Spas is more than just a pool builder or retail store. They're dedicated to helping families and communities come together to enjoy fun and outdoor activities. Burton Pools and Spas takes pride in providing customers with superior service. They have some of the best outdoor grills and patio furniture in the business, and they can turn any outdoor area into a comfortable and elegant living space. In Fort Smith, call 479-648-3483 or in Springdale, 479-756-5511 and on the web at burtonpools.com. Burton Pools and Spas, the ones for your family fun. Founded on the true passion for waterfowling and crafted on the unrivaled hunting experience, Whispering Oaks Hunting Lodge, located just south of Jonesboro, Arkansas, offers over 10,000 acres of prime, world-renowned waterfowl habitat and is 
is the premier destination for duck and goose hunting along the Mississippi Flyway. For more information on the hunting opportunities here and to reserve your spot this coming winter, contact Whispering Oaks Hunting Lodge today, 901-373-HUNT. 